Oh great, another Snideful production. Assembling a, th a thing is that just because they go together? I I made that word up all okay. by myself. I tried to think of something that was real <laughs> and I couldn't, so I was just like, "How? What's something stupid that Tucker would?" Because instead of finding a word that rhymes, he would quite possibly just make one up. Make one up. He's the Doctor Seuss of his time. I think he's just too lazy to do any research, so he's like, "Whatever, I'll make it fit." <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's sort of striking me as like an interesting premise of like, I don't know, Eminem, Eminem is, is so highly regarded for his ability to make words that don't rhyme rhyme. But I'm liking the idea of like Tucker getting famous as like the new white rapper who just makes anything rhyme, even though it <laughs> just makes up rhyme. Yeah, he um, makes up nonsense words to rhyme. Eventually, he'll have enough material that he can make his own language with. I guess that is that crystally a bit. Oh, I like the own language thing. That's curious. What's an avembler? I have no idea. It's a mystery. That's what that means. Avemblers means mystery now. Yeah, it avembles. It's an unknown thing. Um, but our guys aren't avemblers. They are sendables. Some of are they some sendables? of the people. Some of the people that are going to be arriving will be sendables. But I I was also thinking that this was still a good opportunity to introduce a few of our freelancers that we haven't really brought around for a while. Okay. Like our male cops and Basil Fawlty and the child assassins. See, that's the thing. Those were... We've basically written them all out of the series, or by omission. We've yes. omitted them. We've we've never had a reason to include them. But and so I now, think, actually, that's uh, kind of funny if they show up as, like, uncontextual. We act as though we've known them forever. We did that. We had that as a gag, I think, once, where we were in trouble and we were just with these guys who were, like, with us, even though we had no, they were acting as though they'd been hanging out with us for years. But well, it would be kind of funny. In this case, they don't have to have a prior introduction because they would be freelancers that Silver Fox would call in. She knows them if, even if we don't. Oh, but I kind of like, as a joke, presenting it as though we have just known them forever. I do like that joke of like, oh, yes, of course, here's Dave. <laughs> and we make references. We make re we, we do cutaway gags with no cutaway where we're like, oh, that, ah, exactly. That's like that one time you did the whatever refers to. I'm piecing it together now, and I'm thinking that they might, if Tucker and Todd recognize them, maybe it's because they invented them. Oh, that's because we've all we've already demonstrated that Tucker and Todd have an uncanny power to invent people. Well, that's sort of a fun thing then is do we do the thing where like one of the one, one of us is like, I think I know these guys and like I'll be right back and, and is like digging through a bunch of our like old notepapers or whatever. Yeah. Trying to compare trying to compare like some doodle. Wait a minute. This guy seems familiar. That's interesting. OK. But we're starting in the studio. Yeah, I, I think I think that would be the best place to begin is just in the studio. Everything is progressing as as normal. There we are just doing our thing. Or are we starting with whatever scene is being monitored by the Silver Fox and her team? 
Do you do you have an idea for that? I feel like we had. I feel like we kind of plotted it out at the end of last week, but now I can't even remember what it was. Where it was going to be like a, a scene that's being monitored, and then it zooms out. Or did we actually do that in the episode? It zooms out to being monitored by the the fox and her team. I don't think we did that. I think you made a reference to it in one of our chats, but let's expand on it. Oh, is that when we were still um, typing things out? I think so. Okay, let's workshop it then. So the, yeah, I guess, or maybe I should go find that. Where would that have been? In Just in chat? Probably just in chat. Because we were doing that recently. Yeah, I believe it was yesterday. I probably can search the term silver. Don't count on it. Discord always lets me down when I search anything these days. Oh yeah, it can. Poetic justice. Oh, that's the growth. That's the Halloween. <laughs> oh, perfect position for it. Order of operations. You retreated. Oh, that's the Halloween stuff still. Yeah, we there was a discussion about how we connect the. Kind of let him get away. They would follow him. Yeah. So they would send somebody in pursuit, just like, don't don't intervene, don't let him see you, just follow him, see where he goes, and listen. Or do we, we, do we play some 4D chess with our own writing and say that um, the Sendables had some plants at, what are we saying, Abaddon? Fantasology? Uh, this is currently a fantasology thing. Paperboy is influencing the the bits right. of Elrond that have been absorbed by the Morkana Hive. The Morkana Hive doesn't know the difference, so it's obeying. Okay. So did they did they follow Makana back, or do they have what are, what do you call it? Infiltrators? I, I think it would be most compelling Fine. to follow him back. Yeah. Oh, and then the people who follow him back can bump into their spies that spy plants or something like that. Oh, well Jesus, yeah. Jesus see, Jerry, what the hell are you doing here? See they they it would work like this. They would they would get in whatever vehicle they're going to follow him in. Quite possibly, their flying mail mail truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and to just like monitor him with like a silly little go go gadget extendo boom arm camera coming out the bottom of it. Yeah, but they follow him and monitor him, and then they see where he goes, and they realize that he's gone into like I mean the fantasy building itself has been destroyed, mostly destroyed. So that'll probably go into like a warehouse or somewhere. Like a safe house. Yeah. But but they'll if they have infiltrators there, they'll know who actually runs the place and it's like, oh, it's it's such and such a, a company that owns this. That's that's uh that's one of the little shell companies for so and so. Don't we have people there? Oh and I they like would that. and and then and then they can, you know, get in touch with their, their moles, their infiltrators there, and then they make a more coordinated sort of approach. I like that, because then you can also create the tension of now that we know that there are moles, if we if we zoom in on the scene, then there can be tension created with, oh, are they about to be discovered in some way? Oh, yeah, especially if the order comes down for the moles to, you know, start getting more involved, activating right. them. You're, you're now activated. You and your almonds. <laughs> and your almonds? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was an old meme that really activated my almonds. Oh, <laughs> it was I forget what it was based on. I think it was uh, a health food ad that involved some kind of product that would that uh, 
included activated almonds. What are activated nuts? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's made up buzzword. Activation is what occurs when raw nuts... Oh, soaked. I've heard of soaking nuts. Stimulates <laughs> early germination and sprouting. <sighs> Go give your nuts a soak. <laughs> Go soak your nuts. That does sound like something you'd say in like an Irish accent. How about you go soak your nuts then? Yeah, that, that makes me think of Letterkenny and Shorzy always saying, "Give your balls a tug. <laughs> give your give your nuts a soak." It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Go give your nuts a soak. Fuck you, Shorzy. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. That really activated my almonds. That activated my nuts. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we've got we've got our our vehicle, our aerial vehicle, the mail truck that just flies for some reason in pursuit. They activate their infiltrators once they find out exactly where it is that this this Morcana hive is retreating to, and then they surveil. That's when the Morcana hive gives its pitiful report up the chain, the report of its failure. Ooh, should we create a new um like go between a new a new middle management character. Oh, actually, a, a major domo. That's perfect because we need we needed more ways to introduce Bane Cosby. Oh, is he talking to Bane Cosby? We don't reveal who it is, and somebody he makes a reference to, like I'll take care of this myself. Yes, ah, I think that ah. would be perfect. Yeah, that was a very good idea that we include a a, a new lieutenant, and I think. That this lieutenant should probably destroy the Morcana hive. First, you get the pudding, then you get the pep. <laughs> you failed me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that's perfect because we introduce. I guess this t once again, the the bad guy will be in a silhouette, so it'll be. But we'll be able to introduce his voice, and he'll say, "Here, why don't why don't you just enjoy this pudding pop?" And it's dosed. Then the Morcana Hive is never seen again. Oh, that's interesting. We we leave it open ended, but it it's very clear that it, the whatever is used, either a pudding uh, pop or or a drink, a frozen or a treat for your troubles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just comes off <laughs> as as like a charming kind of whimsical uncle. And then there's a, With a his dull man. thud. Yeah. He's got to take the ball gag out of his mouth and let it hang down past his chin when he wants to speak, and then he just <laughs> pops it back in. Maybe with like a head tilting motion so it's hands free. Oh yeah. He just tilts his head back and it kind of flops into his mouth like ball in a cup. <laughs> it's it's on one of those uh, what do they call it the rails that they use for harmonicas. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guy's such a degenerate. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So yeah, he uh, he doses the Morcana hive. There's the you know the telltale. Hey, this is pretty. This this is pretty good. Wait a minute, the room is spinning. Thud. Down he goes, <laughs> and then we can have the "You failed me for the last time." As it goes dark. As it goes dark. And then we reconvene in the studio. Yes, I think that would be a good time to reconvene in the studio. We can play the intro music at that point or whatever. This was yeah. the cold open. Oh yeah, we can have it's. Perfect for the finale. Yeah. We establish tension right away. And yeah, and then come back to cozy, um, colorful, contrasty studio moment. Yeah, everybody's just kind of 
behaving as if everything is right and normal in the world. The boys are back at work in the studio doing what they, well, the only thing they're any good at doing. Yeah, the studio was finally renovated last week, and now we can actually enjoy it this week. We yeah, we're, we're no longer in an adventure. Last time we were trying to get to work, and then somebody kept interrupting us with their little cues because they wanted to be subtle. <laughs> and then eventually yeah. we just got abducted. But there we are, working on a bit. Oh, sorry. And which bit were we working on? You just told me. Oh, well, uh, if we feel like we can spare the time, it's an opportunity to just have like a probably five to 15 minute discussion about a potential upcoming Halloween episode. Oh, we're working on our how that actually makes a lot of sense. And then it makes sense for the next episode to be the Halloween episode. That's actually really cute. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, so far, what we have is it's a time loop thing. Yeah. And it was we already came with what was the reason it was a time loop curse, right? Yes, we uh, we our costume offended somebody, somebody who happened to apparently have the power to just like do a little bit of finger snapping and wiggling and, and get us stuck in a temporal causality loop. Yeah, we're dressed as personal growth. <laughs> I like personal that. personal development. Yeah, I'm growing. This is post traumatic growth. <laughs> i've been seeing a therapist this is my inner child <laughs> it's trying to get out i'm trying to let it out <laughs> trying to get let me I'm out just trying to escape through my neck <laughs> give me some candy <laughs> trick or treat <laughs> but yeah he he sends us away probably throws some candy so that we'll go away after being cursed, we don't we don't realize what's happening with the curse at first. So we we get down the walkway and we get back to the sidewalk and then we proceed to what we assume is the, the next house on the block. But it's just it's like that Mario screen. We've just walked right in front of the same house we just left. We don't realize this right away. Of course, we proceed as normal. Two potential gags for how he gets us to leave the doorstep is he either actually, he throws some candy and we go to get it, and it's not actually candy, it's something that looked like candy, it was fake candy. He oh. meant, or or he <laughs> does what he's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> or or like uh, nicotine lozenges or something like that. <laughs> that one, that's something that kids don't need. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the other thing is like what you do when you're like a kid, or, or you're not a kid, but a sociopath fucking with a dog where you like pretend to throw something and it goes and runs after it. Oh, you the most. yeah, that would work. That would work. I've also done that to dogs many times. Yeah, I'm not a sociopath. That's what sociopaths would say. Actually, would they? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I I. Not even the one time I had somebody else stand behind the dog with like a plank of wood. <laughs> Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> it was it wasn't a plank of wood. It was a, a thin it was like laminate flooring. It was a small sheet of laminate flooring, so it wasn't hard. It was a balsa wood. Yeah, it was it was it's it's very flexy, so it was more like a soft boing, boing, boing. it was a soft boing. That's funny. No animals were harmed, only pride was damaged. Of course. And that, that dog got a lot of treats after that. It was more than fairly recompensed. Is it one of the dogs that's still alive? No. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's still alive. <laughs> no, but that dog did live to a ripe old age. Very it's happy in good. life. And I only ever did that trick on him once. Well, that's not so bad then. What I saw somebody 
letting their chipmunk or not chipmunk their uh chimpanzee do a dab i feel like that's a little fucked up do a dab yeah D- do you let a chimpanzee do a dab or does the chimpanzee just do a dab well not not like the not like the move but like uh do uh like a oh. a, a torch a torch dab oh like you thc concentrates yes that is different that's so that's so much more fucked up than uh boinging your dog off of a little piece of bendy whatever yeah, well, giving giving an animal like a a dose yeah is a, a, is a different thing but I mean, if we can give our dogs uh, CBD drops, then I guess we can give our <laughs> we can give our chimps mad rips. <laughs> well, I tried giving my dog C- CBD drops once upon a time, just because yep. apparently it was supposed to help with pain management. All it did, did was it give it was oil, and all it really did was give them the runs. Oh, that's it true. gave him a new kind of pain. Gave him a stinging ring. Ew. Oh uh, yeah, we discontinued it immediately after that. That's not thinky pain. That's stinky pain. Yeah, um, but it, the yeah, the objective was medicinal. Of course, it was. I understand. We weren't trying to get them high. We <laughs> hey, you we know weren't like sweet bingo. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a case of that. Like this will be this will be good for a Although, while. We'll put this uh, on the gram. I did laugh. Uh, I took a cat of mine to the vet once for a regular checkup. And while we were waiting for the regular checkup, this couple <laughs> brings their dog in and the dog just kind of lays on the floor with his head against the wall. And the couple is trying to be quiet. They go to the counter and they're like, yes, yeah, so our dog ate a bowl of roaches and we don't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> that was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah, that dog was probably fine. Oh, of course it was. They, the, the, even the, the girls at the front desk kind of giggled. They're like, just let them sleep it off. <laughs> yeah, just monitor, keep them hydrated. Wait for it to come out the other end. Yeah, he might be a little sick, but yeah, a little woozy. That's pretty funny though. Um, it was just funny how panicked they were. Um, yeah, we I, were saving that for Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, tell me you're in your 20s without telling me you're in your 20s. Yeah, when you're when you're nickel and diming and saving every roach. Saving up your <laughs> roaches, yeah. <laughs> We're going to put them all together and just stuff them into a pipe and it's going to be the weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a nice charred ash. Yeah. Um, that right. taste isn't coming out of your mouth till like Wednesday. This was supposed to be a Halloween break. Yeah, okay. So we're cursed. We're we're wandering into an endless repetition of the same house. We're walking down the same sidewalk, walking up the same walkway. Maybe there's a little potential for like the like maybe there's a tree out front of the house on one side and it's got slightly different Halloween decorations every time. But otherwise, there's most of the variation is going to be the characters that answer the door and it's going to be different crew every time. And we were going to try to I haven't thought about costuming at all. Last year, our costumes were all based on clue names. Should we do? Oh, a central theme for everybody. Central. Oh, linguistic theme. Metal bands. That way we can run into sugar and bones. That's fun. Okay, yeah, that's great. Because you can make everybody a different genre of metal. There's so many of them, and some of them have fantastic costumes. Yeah. I think Jay would look great in hair metal. That's actually a really cool idea. 
I'm going to write that down. That means our Halloween theme is also going to be a metal song then. Oh, yeah. I like that. Sugar and Bones is doing the intro song this time. Yeah. All right. Then, uh, except except that might put a slight bit of difficulty on the personal growth costume. Oh, right. No kidding, eh? Unless Tucker and Todd are the exception, or unless we can just kind of figure it out, because I'm sure that there's like some kind of gross concept album out there by a metal band that involves stitching people together instead of just like dismembering oh, them. Oh, I mean... Parts. Definitely there are. I was going to just refer to that one darkness song growing on me. Oh, <laughs> that'll do. We're just going to yeah. have to. They're just going to have to look the part. I mean, that's kind of funny to make fun of. What were they called? The Hawkins brothers? Is that what their last name was? Not that I expect you to know. The darkness. Justin Hawkins, I think. Yeah. And Dan Hawkins. We're the, we're the Hawkins brothers. And so we were we've got but we're growing on each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. All right, I will pond. That is what I will meditate on is is metal band themes. Yeah, especially will... if we can stick with metal bands that have costumes, we can just do all like we can do all of the. Oh yeah, because um, I mean Ad, that means go. that means Annabelle is going to answer the door dressed as someone from Kiss. Oh yeah, that's fun. Or yeah, she's literally what's that pirate band? Hailstorm. Oh, there's a few pirate bands. There's Swashbuckle. Uh. She could, she, we could go full pirate metal with her. I like, or she's King Diamond. I like that. King Diamond is also a good option. Uh, answering the door with her tongue out, thinking that she's Richard Simmons. Good option. That's pretty funny. Like some of these, like really black and white, lots full makeup costumes with like wild hair is just a really yeah. good option for anybody. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So later I will get rid of all the other costume ideas and then fill everything in underneath a new heading of metal genre costumes. We're also we're also going to make fun of metal elitists and we're going to have somebody dressed as the uh what are they like my chemical romance or something like that. And the the metalheads all get in an argument about how they're not allowed cuz that's not metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. But and then inevitably it's going to be like Star Trek fans where they're they no matter what they're all, they all actually in each other. Yeah, they all hate each other. And <laughs> yeah. like first they're like, they're not allowed in. That's not metal. You think that's not metal. Well, guess what you are, et cetera, et cetera. And then next thing you know, they've all made enemies for life. Oh, people can't just enjoy shit. They have to hate on everybody else. And does it get to the point that the guy who owns the house kicks them all out because of the arguing or whatever? All right, this isn't fun anymore. I was trying to figure out who is he. Is he some sort of authority on metal? He's Ozzy Osbourne with is a growth guy, growing out of his neck. Is it, yeah, I guess it could. Oh, the the growth is Randy Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ozzy would have been just fine with that. Randy Rhodes being resurrected through his flesh. Definitely. We'll workshop it. We have two months. Yeah, yeah. We will workshop it. But I like and the I theme. Think, yeah, I'm glad we've settled on one that'll make it a lot easier it's a very metal halloween hair metal halloween not specifically sugar Um, and bones heavy metal halloween that's obvious that's good sugar and bones seems like a halloween theme already oh true i mean what is metal and halloween together if not sugar and bones actually that's exactly what it is (laughs) yeah interesting all right, that's their theme then for their album. They have a Halloween themed album. Awesome. Okay, moving back to 
Do we, oh, I was gonna say, um, do we? Is there a way to involve Mackie in Halloween? Oh, I'm sure that there's room for a pumpkin spiced flavor. <laughs> True. <laughs> Fall flavor. Actually, no. There you go. We have the. We just have the ice creams dressed as a metal band. That's an easy. They're just in the background. Oh yeah, they peek in the door, look around the corner. There they are. Easy. Okay, where the hell were we? We were writing Halloween-related stuff. Right, we were writing Halloween-related stuff. So that's what we'll I, be writing. Yes, uh, there we are, sat at our little study, our little our little seating arrangement where we like to apparently hang out naked or pretend to be dead when uh, Jay expects us to be doing work. We've we've got our Sugar and Bones Halloween album on to pump us up for inspiration, and in this in the sketch right now in this scene, we are coming up with the costumes that everybody's wearing all excitedly. Ooh ooh ooh! And then Annabelle, she's gonna be oh I don't know something black and white. That'll be good. Exactly. And we're gonna be interrupted mid thought by the doorbell ringing. I'm trying to think of a gag. It's either a big dramatic ding dong ding dong. Or it's some stupid, like... Uh... And a rubber chicken. Yeah, rubber... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say a, a, a birthday a birthday kazoo or whatever. Oh, I like the kazoo. Yeah. yeah. The kazoo's good, but the rubber chicken was the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, if they... Like, it's the kind of thing you don't want to hear twice, so you actually answer the door <laughs> rather than making someone wait until they ring again. Yeah, like a, uh, a hostile alarm. Yeah, something like, oh, God, I got to... I have to get up and actively turn that off now. I can't just like snooze through it for a minute. So is it is it the chorus of rubber chickens then? <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think I think we can have it start as one and then progressively include more rubber chickens <laughs> as until the you bell. answer the door. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> 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 it becomes worse. You get punished for being slow. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're coming please oh why did we ever put that in how did Whose we let them trick this? us into doing this <laughs> whose idea was oh, one this? of one of us hands the other a five dollar bill you're right it was a scam <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all right i told you it was a scam come on ah, patting down pockets fine hold folded up fiver and right, oh wait, is this wait. is this a case because this is the the silver fox who's showing up right no oh no no is this cosby it's cosby he's come to our house he's come to our studio so does he do the thing where just as we're about to get to the door he like creepily opens it slowly i think i was thinking that he has come he's gonna try it subtle this was something that the morcana hive didn't manage to do it went it basically went all in right away Okay, I'm curious. He's going to try and he's he's here to sell Girl Scout cookies or something like some like chocolate bars, something that he's dosed. He's here to just like quietly get rid of us. (laughs) So we open the door. That fiver I just handed you is going to it's going to wind up in his hands as we buy some of his chocolates. Oh, it's the thing from Lilo and Stitch where uh, Todd is about to pay and Tucker goes, I want to pay, and then asks for the $5. <laughs> I want to pay. Give me my $5 back. <laughs> but what? so but we I, the... you just gave it to me. Do you want chocolates or not? 
But I want to know when we open this door, is it literally, it's Bill Cosby with a Bill Cosby sweater and a, a gym mask on? <laughs> <laughs> with, with with an ice cream truck parked out front oh i don't i does, are we still I doing that i definitely still want to do his ice cream truck but i don't know if i want to reveal it just yet because that's kind of like his trump card oh were you is he gonna invite us back to the truck no but whatever whatever his plan whatever his plan is right now it doesn't work which is why he invariably has to come back again later with the truck he's like i tried subtlety and it didn't work now i'm bringing out the rooftop roofie cannon oh okay 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 because you do say here i still like the idea of the of the breakdown oh yeah that's yeah he's gonna come back whatever he tries here doesn't work but i do like the idea that like we we've already introduced this menacing presence now he's here but he's gonna what what he's doing right now seems innocent even though it's kind of a dramatic irony. We know that he's up to no good, but he's being subtle about it. He's not being directly hostile. Maybe he's selling pudding pops. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Well, whatever it is, it's just a delivery vehicle for the dose he's going to give us. What was pudding papa? Do you have any recollection of what that was? It's stuck in my brain as a thing we said once. Oh, gosh. I, I don't remember. But like I think a, that that would be an okay like name for him as a villain. Yeah, it was like a villain name. I feel like there was a separate character who was like a, a Papa Smurf, but it was it was a Bill Cosby Papa Smurf Puddin' Papa. Oh no, we were talking about Putin calling him Puddin' Papa. I remember now. Oh, yeah, because he's he's Vladimir Puddin. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, from the Papa Land. <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe Puddin' Papa would be what's written on the side of the ice cream truck. Pudding pop like that it makes sense rather than a, than a cookie truck yeah if he's selling mm. so what makes how much time passes between him leaving and coming back then uh, probably a, a good amount of the episode he probably shows up again at like the halfway point he'll he'll he arrives he attempts to get rid of us the first time subtle wise it doesn't work like because he's giving us a dose we already mm. established that we're we're not very affected by it because we're already kind of always on low dose uh, sedatives. Right. So him him trying to give us enough to poison us just makes us kind of dopey for an afternoon. But so oh. we're also being monitored. Right. So it's known that an attempt was made on our lives, which means after he leaves, the silver fox is going to be coming now. Were we being monitored with some sort of tech and there's a period of time has to pass for the for the silver fox to be coming? Or does she, in the same way that agents followed McConaughey, is there somebody uh, inserted somewhere in our vicinity? Yeah, or, I, or they... I was I was thinking that the response would actually be quite quick because they probably did follow him there. That'd be kind of fun. The moment the door closes on him, she steps like it opens again and she steps oh. through. The moment the door closes and he's gone, the doorbell rings again, and we have the uh, the rubber chickens all over again. <laughs> <laughs> the rubber chickens pick up. The rubber chickens pick up exactly where they were, so it's back to full power. <laughs> full power. Yeah, and we're already starting to get dosed, so we're too slow to reach the doorbell, so it it gets worse. We just start crying. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jay has to answer it for us. We can't quite get to it. And and so yeah, they're there to immediately respond to our chemical 
that the chemical attack that's just been placed on us. Maybe we don't have to be immune to it. Maybe they bring medical aid right away so that it just doesn't work. Oh, I mean, I mean, that is the way that we could play up a little bit to the fact that we aren't, we don't need medical aid. Is they burst in, going, "Where are they? They need medical aid immediately." Where are the rappers? Show us what happened. We like they they dash in, thinking they need to respond to the poison, but we're just oh, kind of yeah. like. They think we're going to be in immediate cardiac arrest and in, in need of resuscitation. And there we are. We're just kind of like, I'm hungry. Yeah, they have the whole crash cart. Yeah. And it, we're just high and tired. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, yeah, we're just like bizarrely, inexplicably uh, not impervious, but really resistant to whatever he's given us. Do we do we reference it then? Because I don't think we have talked in the show. We haven't mm. referenced our medication at all. So do we perhaps cover that now? Do we I do think, that? I think we can because whatever uh, sendables paramedics that happen to be there could point yeah. out that this they should be dying right now. The only oh, way that they wouldn't would be as if they had been taking low doses of a similar medication for the last several years. If they didn't jump to that conclusion by themselves, the way that a medical professional would carry out an assessment, they would ask if we were on any medications. Yeah. And, and we go, since, yeah, since of course. Our, since our caregiver is there now, she can answer questions for us because we're on the floor drooling. <laughs> oh, they always get like this around is... seven. And yeah, and yeah. <laughs> And you had uh, mentioned last time if they're going to be like, is this real life? Mm. Is this going to be forever? And I said no, but now I say yes. They're doing the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when they get asked a serious question about whether they're on any other medication, they can respond with that kind of, is this going to be forever? They're doing the like grabbing people's cheeks and mushing them together. <laughs> yeah, they're like trying to reach out and touch them. They're like, wow, you're so far away. So shiny. How did my arms get so short? Why is there six of you? That kind of thing. But then, so yeah, they uh, they should be dying right now. They should be in toxic shock. They should be going into cardiac arrest, something. The vitals Silver Fox will want to see this. Vital, vitals are normal. Yeah. Uh, Ma'am, you, you, you need to see this. They get on, yeah, they get on the radio. They call her in. Suddenly there's a... Um, a mail truck with a helicopter rotor over top of it. That lands in the <laughs> it lands in the front. Uh, it f lands out front of the studio. Just chuk, 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 chuk. proper, proper helicopter noise. But it's it's a mail truck. All their vehicles are mail trucks. <laughs> yeah, of course, because there's not another vehicle that we're aware of. OK, so is it is it those little uh, single? <clears throat> Let me see if I can look this up. What are they called? The Ford Express? No, that's the bigger one. Is that what I'm thinking? I don't know. I'm thinking of the little mini, little mini single unit mail trucks. But no, but no, it's a big one, isn't it? Because it's a big Pridwin thing. All I can ever think about is the red and white trucks from Canada Post. Yeah, that's pretty classic. What does a USPS truck look like? USPS. Same thing, but white. Yeah, I think this okay. is what I'm thinking. These are the littler ones, the little cute thing. <laughs> Yeah, so long as it's box-shaped enough and yeah. it's got like a mail symbol on the side of it somewhere. That's all it needs. Yeah, it'll be it'll work. It sells the look. Yeah, maybe maybe the the reconnaissance one is the small one. The and one if that I've got, follows people around. If I've got my uh, geometry nodes figured out by then, 
uh, then maybe we can do the thing every time it lands. You know the way a helicopter will like kick up dust or whatever. This like it it like spits letters and st- stamps go <laughs> twirling away from it. <laughs> stamps everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> somebody one like flies into somebody's hair and gets stuck. That'll be eleven cents. <laughs> like in 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 Disney princess movies, there's always like feathers and shit inexplicably flicking around, magic yeah. whooshing things. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It picks up feathers, leaves, glitter, and dust. Yeah. Where? Who leaves all this around? They're just. They've actually. Yeah. All these films take place at rate. Uh, what do they call EDM festivals? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody sharing their peace, love, unity, and respect. They're trading their candy. Hey, I have some candy. That came up a lot. It did. I think I'd probably just watch uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I think so. But yes, now is when the Silver Fox arrives. Here she is, and she says, that was only the first. He'll be back. We know he'll be back. They're working. They're working for some other, some, someone else. I have to assume that during the conversation between Cosby and the Morcana Hive, Cosby said the master is is displeased or something. It's too bad that he's not a postman because we can make a joke about the postman always ringing twice. <laughs> well, fortunately, the post people did ring the second time. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to work in now a Cosby joke. Uh, 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 um, she says he'll be he'll be coming again, and we're like, "Are you sure?" And and she gets very serious. And says Cosby always comes again. Brutal. It's in he, poor taste. He's never satisfied with just once. He's insatiable. <laughs> he won't stop until we make him stop. And so that will be the opportunity for her to call in oh. a, small, a small retinue of her sendables, as well as a few specialists. Is that also uh, our excuse for why we're going to get into a vehicle? Is that we're going to try to lure him out into the open? <clears throat> well, she's... See, the thing is, is uh First order of business in a situation of danger is to get the hell out of where you currently are. True. He knows where we are. We're not necessarily okay, okay. trying to lure him. We're we don't have like a plan. So I think the the first objective would be to try and evade him until we can get more information and get a plan together. So, so does, does she ask a question like, "Do you have a vehicle?" And then we do the thing like, "Well, sorta." And was that cuts to the garage door opening as we show off our like beat up jalopy. We've never shown that these guys had a car before. No, I've never even never. thought about it. We maybe always take like the bus. Shitty, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a shitty little bicycle. Yeah, I don't know, because we in in this previous episode, we said the station wagon, but we have now assigned the station wagon to uh, Columbo and, and Bridges. Yeah, that's Columbo's car. So we need something. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Jay has a car. Oh, I mean, maybe Jay does have a car. I was going to say maybe we have an imaginary. We have a cardboard box imaginary car. But no, that's no fun. No, I assume we probably take Jay's car. Jay's got a car. Jay has a, a Jeep. Oh, sure. Well, it's going to be something. It's going to be something that breaks <clears throat> down. I just say Jeep because I think that girls have Jeeps. Jeeps are girl cars. It does seem um, that way. Uh, a certain kind of girl. Yeah. My father had a Jeep. My father had a Jeep also. I think Jeeps are everybody cars, but there there is a certain sort of archetype of women that really like Jeeps. Jay um, might fit that archetype. I feel like she would. But I feel also feel like Jeeps are reliable, and we want a car that's going to break down. 
it it here's the thing is it could break down because we drove into a trap oh okay like it could be sabotage because after all it's almost immediately after we break down that the ice cream truck rolls in well then in that case does she have some kind of like really does she have a uh a, a van life van <laughs> a van a van yeah she has a van a live-in van a van that's been converted into an apartment. Why not? Is that where she lives? Is that actually where she's been living this entire time? That would explain why she liked her time in that hotel so much. Yeah. We live in a loft in a studio and she lives in a van. <laughs> in the garage. I I assume that she actually does like get to stay in the studio, but that she likes to just like when she goes on a vacation or whatever, she just takes her van and she just uses it like it's a trailer. Yeah. Okay. It's a Westphalia. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. So I've the Silver Fox that. insists that we need to take our own transportation because she uh, she can't give us those assets. They belong to the Sendables, and they're not going to be giving them over to us. Right. But she will be sending us under guard. She's going to call some. She's going to call in some guys. And I think I think what she's actually going to do is she's going to give us an address and tell us to drive to it because that's where those guys will be. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And we get intercepted on our way there. That makes sense. And then partway through our encounter with the ice cream truck, the, the specialists, the freelancers that she called, actually arrive because we didn't make it there on time. That also makes sense. So, yeah, they know the address we're coming from and the route we're likely to take. And when we don't get there at the appointed time or reasonably close to it, they come in search of us. Is so they're going to. <clears throat> I was thinking that male and female cop would be there. Basil Faulty, child assassin. Oh, this is the, the whole group of specialists is more than just is it is just a handful. Yeah. Male and female cop are definitely uh, washouts from the sendables. Yeah. Basil Faulty. And the child assassin are world class killing machines. We we have already established that Basil Faulty is quite possibly the most dangerous man on earth. <clears throat> he's, he's also like just Tasmanian not a good devil. person. Yeah, he's just also not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh two two sort of disposable, expendable former sendables. <laughs> The X, the X, send the X sendables. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, how have we never come across the X sendables before. I don't know, but that's that's what male, hilarious. That's what male and female cop are for sure. We can play. I want to do a joke with that. Did you say expendable? No, X sendable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say except? Oh, I could. Expendables. I, I, I love that movie. <laughs> I could have swore you said expendable. <laughs> Maybe maybe I did. It was an accident. They're definitely expendable, though. Yeah, and disposable. They're all disposable, which is which is why she uh, sent them. Sendable assets are likely to be in danger and die. These people are disposable. And so they, they sacrifice themselves to extinguish Cosby then? Uh, no, I actually think they're going to outclass him. Oh, how did Bane? How does Bane die? Uh, I think he just dies in the explosion that he intended to kill everybody else in. Hoist by his own petard. Bane but I don't know. I don't know oh, if was, we're going to kill Bane Cosby. Was shot at point blank range in the chest by Selena Kyle with Bat Pods cannon. 
I think I have a feeling we're going to dispatch him non-lethally and he's going to be captured and later escape so that he can be a recurring villain. All right. Yeah, that's fine with me. But uh, yes, the we're going to be we're going to be taking the station wagon. So we've, did, did we've he gets catapulted over the horizon or something? No, he gets he's going to get captured. He's oh. going to end up in sendable custody. Mm. I I already I already know how he's going to get taken down. I just need to figure out how we get from here to there. Oh, because he's because he's in the gimp mask and he's pervy. When he gets captured, does he start acting? <laughs> does he start acting all kinky? He's all into it, and everybody's all disgusted by it. Shut up. Oh yeah, actually, that's quite funny. But we're there. We are. We're in. We're in Jay's van. It's just the three of us. We're listening to Sugar and Bones on the radio. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the same. The same song that we were listening to before. <laughs> It's our favorite song. It's we're also the only one we've ever created. Yeah. Sugar and bones. <laughs> yeah. So it's the only one we've got. So we're going to get our miles out of it. There we are. Uh, it's kind of like a trap or something. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Somebody trapped the road. Like an for us. Just and then whole hand or just like a one of those wheels? I think just one of the wheels. I think one of the wheels. Just hold that. We're not. I think we're going to. <laughs> if it's big enough to catch, it's big enough to catch the van. It's going to destroy the van. But if it catches one tire, and then we have to stop and get out, and then Jay starts like getting out to replace the tire, and then that's the opportunity for the ice cream truck music to start playing as we're stopped and vulnerable. And then he rolls up, and then he op- he pulls open the slider on the ice cream truck after he stops. And he pokes his head out, and there he is again, oh. and everybody recognizes him. I figured out how to get away with the giant um, bear trap, though. Let me lay it on me. We're driving in the van, and uh, mid-conversation, all of a sudden, a giant bear trap uh, clamps over the, the van, but it doesn't crush it. And then somebody in the van says, whew, that was close. But Tucker says, that doesn't make any sense. A giant bear trap would, we'd all be dead. And all all of a sudden, clamps closed and there's a spray of blood and everything squishes. And it cuts to, we're in the van. And Jay says, Tucker. (laughs) We're We're telling you. Yeah, we're imagining what might happen next. And that's when all of a sudden, a small bear trap clamps over the wheel. Yeah, see. Jay has to look back at us so she's not watching the road. Yeah, that's She's great. like, you guys, that's ridiculous. <laughs> she looks back at us and then clamp. Ah, yeah. screech. And then, yeah, so we we take her attention off the road with our stupid talk about bear traps. And then we get caught in that bear trap. And like, that seems highly unlikely. Do we dare make a gay joke? We say something about a bear trap and it cuts to a little twink who says, who me? <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I find that funny, and I think most of the gay community would probably find that kind of funny. Yeah, it's not homophobic or derogatory, but it doesn't. It, I think it would probably come across to people who don't get it. Yeah, and I do. Th- I, th- I think uh, white women who dye their hair too much on Twitter would get offended on everybody else's <laughs> behalf. And yeah, that's what I'm. Af- they're the ones who always get offended on everybody mm-hmm. else's behalf. The demons. Yeah. Too many nose rings. <sighs> okay. 
Where were we? Okay, bear trap. <laughs> and then yes, you had so you we, described we tell a whole scenario that I was little, yeah, thinking yes. over. I need you to repeat it. Oh, right. So there we stopped. We're stopped. But like that seems highly unlikely. And then do, I think we stay inside of the van. Jay gets out. She needs to go and inspect the tire. She's like, oh, my gosh, the hubcap needs to fall off because she's going to need it. Oh, right. Yeah, that's her shield. That's her that's her shield and her weapon. She's going to go full Captain America. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Or what's the other thing? How, who else gets to use a shield? I'm pretty sure only Captain America does that. Isn't there a new Captain America? The most, yeah, but he's still got the shield. Right. The most versatile substance on the planet, and they use it to build a frisbee. <laughs> I mean, it is a great allegory for white colonialism. <laughs> it is, and I also especially enjoy that it's it's a it's shield from it's oh. a shield that gets used as a weapon all the time yeah. so it's ostensibly it's supposed to be a defensive measure but it's it's put on the offense all the time yeah so like the best offense is a good defense and then throw your shield at people <laughs> it is that america stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself yeah like it's on paper it looks like a defensive measure non-aggressive yeah. but it gets used very aggressively it's all in the marketing, baby. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's kind of good marketing. But anyway, the hubcap falls off, and then it it rolls off to one side close to her, not not out of reach, but it falls on the ground. She's like, ah, shoot, this is going to... She just became a Minnesota cop. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take ah, a minute. Ah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when you hear the ice cream truck song, and it rolls up. And then the the slider on the side opens up and he pops out his head and spits out his little ball gag. And he's like, car trouble. You folks need some help. <laughs> and everybody gasps in unison because they recognize this guy as the fellow that just tried to kill Tucker and Todd. That's that guy that uh, maybe Tuck actually no Tucker and Todd might have slightly blurry memory about it. Oh, yeah. Did Jay and Jay never saw him true he still has the element of surprise i guess well, that's fun does, does he show remember me and none of us do uh nope i think i'd remember somebody in a gimp mask all oh, right i forgot remember <laughs> me. <laughs> the, oh the bane voice is gonna be such a pain because <laughs> nobody understood him until they they modulated the voice a bit to be clearer yeah, that was the thing that happened. I remember that. I remember yeah. the trailer coming out and it basically everybody being like, we're going to have to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Either turn on subtitles or make him sound okay. And then uh, Nolan, what is that his name? Christopher uh, Nolan, yeah. He yeah. went ahead and he says, you don't like that? I'm going to make a whole movie that sounds like that. The balls. Somebody got his almonds activated. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah. That is what happened. <laughs> he has those Aladdin balls. Have you seen that image? I have not. Aladdin balls. Will come up if I search it? Aladdin without pants. Yep. Oh, now that I think about it, I think I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen just about everything there is, but it's it's not neatly categorized in my brain, so it needs to get some dust shaken off of it. So anyways, yes, he's got the element of surprise. We don't we don't necessarily know that he's got hostile intentions. So we actually do say, yeah, we're in trouble. We could use a hand. And he's like, how about some candy? And we're like, you have that? 
You have candy in your yeah. ice cream van. <laughs> I've got I, I've got candy in my ice cream. And then he just like can pull out a cone of ice cream and it's actually like a, a two scoop, but it's laced with pills. It's got pills, pill tablets. Instead of, like, instead of sprinkles, it's got yeah, pills. Exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so like yeah, very clearly like pink and red pills. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably like uh, almost like rectangular tablets instead yeah, of the, yeah. the more subtle ones. So they're like real. Some of them and even look like they're, they're chewables. <laughs> Some of them look like they could be chewables. <laughs> there's there's, an, there's, like, there's an assortment. Uh, those... What are those, uh, those daily, I can't remember what they're called. Those dosets. No, the doset, the daily doset, the little container that sorts them. There's just like, those, oh. there's like, cause there's one stuck through there. You know how a, an ice cream cone will have like a little like cinnamon stick or like a waffle stick stuck through it or whatever. Yeah. It's just it's a Monday. Good. It's a Monday to Monday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Just a line of seven. Yeah. There's like tabs of acid. And but the pills, the pills are in a storm. He's like, "Oh, my ice cream has candy," and oh, we, yeah, yeah. being stupid man children, are all game for it. But Jay, being our smart, wise, and cunning caretaker, immediately recognizes this dangerous ploy for what it is, and she says, "No, you know what? On second thought, we don't need your help. We'll just be going." Oh, doesn't look like you'll be going anywhere. We'll walk. And he's like, "I don't think so." And then he he's gonna have to activate his rooftop roofy cannon now so he he shuts the slider and then we just hear like the sound of uh hands and feet on metal as he's going up his interior his his interior ladder and then the the flap on the top of the truck opens up clang and out hops his hand crank operated pill gatling cannon and he's like, I said, have some candy. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's going to go to and it starts shooting out the same pills. Yeah. And she's going to grab the hubcap, use it as a shield. Ting, ting, ting. ting. Yeah. And yeah, she's going to dive to the other side of the car and, and the other side of the van and use that for cover. And it starts is it like shooting out the windows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it should blast in the windows. It's man those have some high velocity so she's gonna pull us out of the out of the van to oh, do we be do... on the ground outside of it on the opposite side of the cannon we do the slow-mo shot from below as the the spent rounds pour down from the from the the gun oh uh, it's i wonder what the spent rounds would look like it's, it's open it's the caps it's the capsules they're split in half Oh, that's perfect. So it shoots it shoots the front end of the capsule. Yeah. And then the the back end of the capsule is left on the ground kind of smoking. Or it's literally like the buckshot inside. Oh, I like that. Each, I don't know. Yeah, actually, no. It's hollow it, tips. They're like, they're almost like little shotgun shells. Full yeah, of, of, of metformin. <laughs> full of little pills. Mm-hmm. And he's just... And this is a crank-operated Gatling cannon that's shooting multiple of these every second. So that talk about that. This entire place is now this is peppered. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of dead birds out here soon. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> yeah, that's fridge logic for you. What happens to all the pills that are just surround this entire area is now an ocean of pills. In fact, it would be kind of funny if we. 
the focus frame shifts to him laughing as he hand cranks this thing. And then it shifts back to the car, which is now actually underneath a small mountain of these pink pills. Um, I actually like the idea of it feels, I don't know, and maybe not necessarily Simpsons, but it feels kind of Matt Groening-esque to, for, for there to be blood everywhere and for Jay to be like, oh my God, are you guys okay? And we're like, we're okay. She's like, what is all the, what's all the blood from? And it zooms out and there's just all the wildlife is all just like, ah, X's for eyes, tongues out all over the place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a bunch of deers bunch and of birds and foxes. Collateral. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is never represented. Should they, should there be a bunch of blood everywhere or should it zoom out once he's reloading? Is everybody okay? Cause he's like reloading. He's got to get rid of the a great big box magazine and pop in a new one and chunk it in. But in that, in that moment we can zoom out and show that all the nearby wildlife is, is, uh, unconscious because they've been dosed oh that's better yeah i mean because this this gun is supposed to deliver a dose rather than outright kill anybody so maybe we can demonstrate what it actually is supposed to be doing to its intended victims by showing what it's doing to the local Uh, wildlife uh, good point visual storytelling yeah so like there there maybe there are some trees nearby birds start falling out of them <laughs> I always enjoy that Somebody gets bonked on the head with a bird ow It's it's got z literal z's coming out of it as it's Oh yeah doing. Yeah it's got like a little little bird snore Somewhere out there there's like a deer that's actually sawing a log but he's asleep partway through sawing the log <laughs> bent over his uh what do they call that the the sawhorse is his little workstation. Yeah, sawhorse. That's what I was trying to come up with. Yeah, he's got a Hit log those. suspended on two sawhorses, and he's just asleep on the log. But it's halfway cut through, so maybe it's there's a beat, and then it like snaps under his weight. We uh, we use the shield. The hubcap is a shield. And we get back behind the what's left of the van. And we're just like, oh, well, I guess we're in trouble now. I don't know how we're going to get out of here. I guess we have to wait till he runs out of pills. Are we do, are, do we do the dramatic? Well, I think this is it, old buddy, old pal. Oh, I yeah. I guess we're nailed down. I, I do like that. The, that's probably the, the best thing to have before the moment of dramatic music where we're saved. We got to do the, it's going to be like uh, Thor coming down in the Bifrost in Infinity War. Starts playing wow. sad music as everybody starts being overwhelmed. So is Jay getting in on it too? She's like actually like taking it seriously, or is she rolling her eyes? She's taking it seriously. She's we're sitting with our backs against the van on the the quote safe side as the entire area around us continues to be peppered with these pills, and she she's gonna drop the hubcap. It's gonna roll off to one side. She's like, "This is it. This, this is, is a is nightmare it. I never wanted for you two, and we're like for us." <laughs> Eh? What nightmare did you want for us? Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. Then never then, like this. Then Tucker and Todd start hugging, and we're like, "Yeah, I guess this is it." And then, and then, yeah, I suppose that's the opportunity for us to hear somebody roar. And then there's a rev of a chainsaw. <laughs> and then there, there it is. Suddenly, the gun stops working quite so well. Because it's the gun, the gun somehow requires, I guess it wouldn't because it's hand cranked, but the ice cream music certainly stops. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely been playing this whole time. 
<laughs> over our dramatic moment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe actually, it, maybe it actually, takes it, on a slightly sad tone while we're doing it. Well, I was going to say, it, oh, interesting. Two options. The ice cream music takes on a sad tone. It goes minor chord, minor key. Or the tune becomes violins. Uh, that... I think I think both of those kind of work. As it shifts to violins, it can go exactly. But I think that's the opportunity for us to hear a roar and a chainsaw, and then somebody the sound of chainsaw on metal because Basil Fawlty just put his chainsaw right into the engine block on that car, on that ice cream truck, and now the music is doing its. Really slow, uh, distorted fade out. Exactly, and that's when we the gun the gun stops firing, and we're like, "Who turned off my music?" You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then we're like, "It stopped firing," and then now we dare to look, and there there we see it. This this the the extendables they're charging into battle. The Azulfalti is still attacking the car. The ice cream just truck. Like, just stabbing it with the chainsaw. Yeah, because it, we're doing a reference to uh, John Cleese's role as Lancelot taking a sword to a castle wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be like, ah, 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 and he's just still going at it. So eventually, this engine block is gonna be Swiss cheese. The chainsaw is fine. Do we, for the sake of homage, do the roar and the chainsaw, and then? Do Cosby squinting and looking off in the distance three times before he gets there? <laughs> there, there in the distance is a man with a chainsaw, on <laughs> and he appears to get closer. And he he squints a little further, and then he's farther away again. Yeah, <laughs> and then he blinks, and there he is with the rubbing the chainsaw. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I want to do that. <laughs> That was one of the funniest moments in that film. <laughs> Just way off in the distance <laughs> in an endless loop. And then suddenly he's there. And then he just goes on a murder rampage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Killing everybody. Sliced everybody. and couch. There's a lady with a basket of flowers. Yeah. Dead. Uh, oh, but yeah, he, there he is fixated on attacking the front of the vehicle. And then we see a figure dive bomb at at uh, oh, Cosby directly, forcing him. him to duck. Let's hear the um, line. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. You hear that sound? It means your engine's faulty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's got to go in there now. I uh, got to write that. I got to work on my cleese. <laughs> you hear that sound? That means your engine's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Basil. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the entire crew cringes. Basil. Yeah, all the action pauses. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I, don't, I didn't mean to kill you. Fine. <laughs> I was. I was <laughs> inhaling. <laughs> Inhaling too much. Woo. Oh. You hear that? That sounds faulty. Basil. <laughs> yeah. And that caught that draws our attention to the rest of the crew. Or rather, it draws our attention to female cop and male cop who immediately throw uh letter throwing stars. 
funny. Synchronized, a pair of them get thrown uh, at Cosby, forcing him to duck just in time for a really small looking figure to land on the roof of the truck. Small figure of everybody on our list. That's the child assassin. Oh, right, right, right. He, there, there are ninjas that defy physics, so he's done a, a running leap onto the vehicle. The male, the male cops had to create an opening. Oh, I but like they, that. But they have done so. They, their twin throwing stars force Cosby to duck, which created an opening he couldn't do anything to stop our uh, child assassin from jumping onto the roof. And now when this, Cosby pokes we were... his head back out, he's going to be face to face with the most dangerous creature ever conceived. This was the one where we were doing video game character intros, right? It was like yeah. anime, anime freeze frame. Yeah, we were we were going to take a note out of the Call of Juarez gunslinger with the old man Clanton intro. That that scene you just described with like the, the twin male stars. And then he ducks and then in in the symmetric gap created by like their shoulders the child assassin creates this huge arc as he iron man lands on top of the van oh yeah i, I love think it. you so should dramatic. i think you should jump up and actually use their shoulders for an assisted leap onto the vehicle yeah like he's that's the down the iron sights mhm exactly and then yeah he does it's weird like i don't give a shit about how clunky and and choppy this animation is i don't know every single character the way they move around they all do iron man lands because it's just kind of easier to like have your character go from one pose to another immediately <laughs> yeah i i can't tell if the guy is like a comedic genius or just doesn't give a shit about what he's doing you know it's it's funny how much those two overlap <laughs> true <laughs> large amounts of low effort make things pretty funny when they're when it's consistent but i know that i would not be satisfied if my product looked like his so no, not, not unless that was the objective. Yeah, I think in, originally it was, but we've come to a point where it no longer is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. But then uh, then the child assassin lands on the roof, Iron Man style. So we've we've now introduced all four of the Xsendables. God, that's perfect. Xsendables, assemble, assemblable. Assem yeah, yeah. I... Assemblable. Xsendables, assemblable. <laughs> <laughs> Cosby's like, that's your thing. Excuse me. Exendables, ass um. emblables. <laughs> ass em, ass end. <laughs> ass emblables. <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Ass endables. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Exendables, ass endables. Oh, that's perfect. I'm so tickled by that. <laughs> yep. That's much better than of emblers. Okay, so now that now Cosby pokes his head back out and comes face to face with the child assassin with like a knife clutch between his teeth and he's got like one hand has like a, a punch dagger on it or whatever. Like a he's practically like Wolverine with with some kind of like weapon claw. And then the other hand probably has a gun with like a bayonet on it for no reason. Like I've never heard that pistol. term before, a punch dagger, but I know I know I, looking it up. I know what it is, but that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's because um, you can put a lot more force into that. Yeah. 
I guess. Yeah, I guess it would be a Qatar. Like if you ever played a Diablo two assassin, some of their fist weapons. Yeah, that is the, uh, that is a type of that. Yeah. The video game words are the words that I know. Yeah. The Qatar kind of punch dagger would, would for a direct forward kind of thing, because this guy doesn't have a lot of, uh, his arms are really short, so he needs to maximize what kind of momentum he can. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe it should be a she. That way the, the team is perfectly half and half with men and women. And our I'm very first know. our very first incarnation of the child assassin was female anyway. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's super armed. She's even got a pistol that has a bayonet on it for no reason. Just just to add one more sharp object to the to the ensemble. Cosby and, a coke, and a coke nail. <laughs> yeah, Cosby. <laughs> and and like a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah. And so Cosby takes one look at that. Eek! And then immediately ducks down and then slams shut the uh, the flap again. So he's boxed in. That truck is a, a bunker. But Faulty has, is is not deterred. He's just going to chop that thing up. Oh, of course. Yeah. So he's like, that's what he's here for. Yeah, I'll get him out of there. Vroom! So we cut a perfect, I guess everybody is going to regroup and Basil is going to cut a perfectly pervert shaped hole in the wall. A pervert shaped I, hole so that he can pull the pervert directly through it. Yeah. He reaches through, yoink. Yeah, but uh, it's of course it's not going to work as everybody hopes because Cosby is a wily bastard and he's he's got lots of little tricks and weapons. And instead of pocket sand, he's got pocket pills. But uh, the the group kind of surrounds the the ice cream truck just in case Cosby tries to escape out one of the various hatches because it's got a back door, it's got a slider, it's got a front door, it's got the top hatch. It's decked out. Yeah. So <laughs> then Basil just picks the side and starts cutting a Cosby shaped hole in it with his chainsaw, and he reaches in, pulls Cosby out. But Cosby is prepared with a handful of pocket pills and throws them right in Basil's face, and Basil drops them. And then this is when Cosby makes a break for it. Everybody else is a little bit too slow to catch him. And he looks like he might get away. But then out of one frame comes that hubcap. Oh, of course. Captain America shield throw style. Ping bangs him right on the back of the head. And then it's just the camera can pivot back to Jay, who's just like dead cold. I fucking this guy. And she's going to say something like me too, you son of a bitch. And then does the child assassin finish him off with a me too? Yeah, and me. <laughs> yeah, and me. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> and me too also. Well, there's also the female cop. They should probably just like stand side by side, cross their arms and just like nod in, in Jay's direction. Just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that better. Just kind of just kind of affirmation there. And then then we can smash cut to him having his hands tied behind his back as he's kind of partially conscious and then and then of course the extendables get to explain when you didn't make it to the the meeting place we came looking for you and it's a good thing that we did and so now now the the assemblers have assembled but how did you know where we were and they they pull out their ipad or whatever and they're like package tracker <laughs> and, and <laughs> uh, i suppose that'll be uh, that'll be one of the male cops who says that yeah package tracker because they both they're both gonna be dressed like silly male people yeah of course but like if whatever you can imagine when you think about a tactical male man <laughs> that's what they are yeah 
So some kind of fusion of a mailman and, and somebody in SWAT uniform. Yeah. Some marriage of the two. Marriage of the two. Yeah. We're also going to have to take a couple opportunities throughout that fight for male cop and female cop to bicker because even though they're like a fighting team, they're divorced. Yeah, that's so funny. <clears throat> oh, I love that. We've made them into the Xendables. Like, I thought Sendables was a great joke. Xendables is, just takes it a new level further. Well, it's funny because they are also exes. They're yeah, X-Sendables. those two are each other's ex. Well, see, we started off as the Xendables, and then we quit the Sendables, so now we're the, the, the XXendables? No, they were Sendables, and now they're just <laughs> Xendables. Yeah. They're all they're all sendables washouts. We we were sendables, and then we were exes, and then we were exendables. We tried to return to sendables. (laughs) (laughs) That's when she's like, "Hey, we're not doing this bit anymore." (laughs) Yeah, we're (laughs) we've evolved beyond this. I hate it when you do this bit. (laughs) Can we please move on, guys? We've only got like thirty minutes. What is she saying? Um, it was an error. Oh, right. Yeah, I because uh, I wanted us to go track Paperboy down. I I insisted that he wouldn't come to us, but of course he would. Yeah, every everything he's sent after us so far has failed, which means he's going to be all Thanos. And he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. If you want something done right. So obviously the fact that his minions have failed and failed and failed means he's going to come. So all we have to do now is find proof that it's definitely Paperboy coming after us and that it's very likely that he's going to be doing this personally. So I, I'm going to assume we're going to search the, the ice cream truck after this. So we're going to find something that directly ties to Koopas. Maybe we'll find the newspaper mm. or or a similar one. I think the other one is still at the Sendables compound. If you recall, it's actually a living monster thing and it was biting people and shit. Yeah, I do recall. I'm trying With to figure out. Mouth. But if, if we find some proof then that'll be enough. The Silver Fox will return and let us know that we're done running. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to fortify. Do we find a clue or does, uh, does now that Cosby is um, in our... In our custody? Uh, custody, yeah. Um, this is his opportunity to ask us to tighten his restraints too. His yeah, he's, he starts talking in some... In, does he reveal the connection to Paperboy or do we find a clue? I think we can go both ways. Because I think we can find the clue and then Cosby can start getting chatty. Yeah. That's right. Oh, He's coming for you. He's going to get you. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, yeah. There's that. You think, you think stopping me means anything? He's still coming for you. And we're like, Cosby, why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. Why are you like this? <laughs> we prop him up in our, in our interview room. We've got the exclusive Cosby interview. <laughs> Once the 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 much loved father of most of America, now a literal comic book villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we've uh, we've taped a a big silly snidely whiplash mustache to his face. Oh, have we? Ta- we're just drawing faces on him. I don't know. I got I lost the plot a little bit. <clears throat> we're getting carried away. We found a clue. Yeah, we find a clue and he elaborates on it for us because at that at that point, why not? He thinks we're doomed and he thinks he's doomed, so there's no reason to keep a secret. Ah, you found my paper. Then now you know who's coming to get you, Barbara. And we're like Barbara. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. And but we don't. Do we? We don't know, Paperboy. We aren't sure. 
but we do recognize the paper now. Yeah. And that means hey, we have one like that. Yeah, we we had one just like that. And a, a hot lady with silver hair was asking us all about it. She was one hot mama. Does she appear at that moment? Yeah, I think I think that's her cue to show up and say, but I know who that is. Oh, that helps. That's very convenient. Yeah. I mean, she's she has a vested interest in in rescuing Coopist. And she was studying the paper before. And now that the second one has popped up, it was already not a coincidence that we were involved. But now that a second one has popped up on two direct attempts on our lives means that for sure. It's yeah, this Koopist confirms everything. Yeah. She'll, so she'd be like that. That confirms it. I'll the paper take that. boy. The paper boy is coming. The paper boy. His name used to be Anderson Coopist. Ooh. <clears throat> and, yes. and she wants to save him. Yes. And you know what that means? That means Tucker and Todd have now become bait because she's actually she wants to save Coopist. She doesn't want to save us. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how we can comedy up being bait. Does she ties to a railroad or whatever? No, how yeah. how would she bait him? Well, if you recall, Coopist is able to uh, spy through his papers. Right. So we just need to use that to kind of dare him to come and get us, kind of. Maybe maybe this is an opportunity for Tucker and Todd to be coached into saying, that, that dumbass keeps sending these losers to get us, but they're, they're, we keep getting rid of them so easily. We can do this forever. Any anything that is just kind of gonna insult his intelligence and and competence. And I was trying to think of like a bait on a hook, some sort of visual reference joke. And the best thing that I came up with, which is probably not that great, was that we're we're in like mini dresses and we're on the corner. Oh my gosh! We're bait. Tucker and Todd are streetwalkers. Yeah, we're hooking. It is just such an outdated. I don't even know if that's a word that anybody uses anymore. No, I cringe now, when I hear the word, word hooker. Yeah, me too. Actually, I'm like, you mean a sex worker? <laughs> yeah, a sex worker or a prostitute? You mean a good egg? <laughs> that feels like a Jimmy Norton joke. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. We've already made fun of you enough on this program. Um, we are going to bait Paperboy. As yes, long as he has, I, I uh, think. I think we uh, Tucker and Todd are going to be convinced either prob- probably not coached. I'm pretty sure we're too dumb to coach, but we can definitely be tricked into calling that guy a, a dummy and then saying that all the things that he likes are stupid and that all the people he's sending after us are stupid. Oh, is that how we, we do the gag? So we are literally sitting there. We, we are both sitting on a couch holding newspapers as though we're reading them and then we're like anim- we're uh, forcibly act- poorly acting to each other. So, Tucker, did you hear about that dummy in the newspaper they call Paperboy? <laughs> I like that really stiff. Yeah. I sure did, Todd. What an idiot. <laughs> sure. Seems- I sure hope that moron keeps sending bad people after us. I could do this forever. yeah just taunting yeah and then and then i suppose we will just like look vaguely vulnerable like i feel so safe and secure that i don't mind being buried up to my neck in this anthill oh we make big cartoon like disney doe eyes yeah and we just like and i'm sure he'll never find us at such and such an exact address address yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I bet he never checked to look at three three one five six two. Yeah. Charming Avenue. <laughs> that idiot. <laughs> Boston Mass three zero one five. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I guess we throw the papers in a fire, which will injure him actually. Which will that'll be the the thing that actually pisses him off. Does he then burst out of those flames? No, I I think I think he's gonna have to actually do some shenanigans. Now I was thinking one thing that he could do, rather than actually arrive, is that because uh, I was thinking that during our encounter with him, he would kind of force forcibly plane shift wherever we are into the outside. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's going to have to do to start the encounter. He somehow, instead of coming to us and instead of us going to him, he like brings us to him. Oh, in in the sense that he plane shifts the entire building we're in into the outside. So everything will go like all nightmare jam. So does that start happening immediately? We throw the thing into the fire and maybe we hear like anguished uh, oh, yells coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, the 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 little screeches, the ah, like there's a bunch of tiny little people in there. And then we kind of like stare at it, spooked for a beat, and then the lights start flickering. Yeah, lights flicker, the house starts shaking, uh the ground the ground was quaking. <laughs> <laughs> My mind was racing or aching yeah. or whatever it was. So the the entire place starts shaking. The chandelier starts rattling. And then like, yeah, then it, it gets dark and, and starts getting spooky. And then all the windows break. And then, yeah, and now out of the fire, I guess, the fire turns green. And then now it's now we're it's Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin from Anastasia, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> With the Because he was always showing up in green fire. Yeah. Okay. What? One second, though. If I just want to do a memory, was the bat from that show Anastasia Bat Bar Talk? Did he get his own show, Bar Talk? The Magnificent. He got his own movie. That's cool. Voiced by Hank Azaria and Zosie was voiced by Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Tim Curry is the skull. <laughs> I gotta watch this. Yeah. Okay, that was a cool um, nostalgia moment. And I think it would be kind of funny if uh, Paperboy actually kind of looks like Rasputin from that The King's Man movie. The King's Man. He looks like this. Oh, yeah. I like that look. But yeah, that's an opportunity for like a a great big plume of green fire that looks like we're going to go to diagonally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And but like at first, nothing happens. It's just like this great big burst of fire that almost reaches the ceiling lasts a beat and then it disappears and then we're like whoa well that was like whoa is that it and then some and he can clear his throat and he's behind us it was a bait and switch it was a bait and switch he actually he actually came in the front door (laughs) 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 you you left the door unlocked you idiots (laughs) but it turns out that it was a trap we left the door unlocked on purpose we wanted him to come in oh he comes in you call this a lockdown and we're like no we call it a showdown. We have our knives out. Yeah. But and then, I don't know if Tucker and Todd are allowed to actually I've try seen, to engage in a fight, though. I've been watching too much Adventure Time. I thought that we had swords and were heroes for a second. Yeah, I think we can we can like draw forks or something and then Jay will just take them away. <laughs> and he laughs at us. He cackles. Yeah, she kind of she's like, ah, uh-uh. and then everybody freezes as she takes away our knives or whatever. 
<laughs> She's like, okay. Commence. Yeah, even Paperboy stops and just like, huh. And then then he can laugh villainously. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. And then whew, male shuriken comes by and he has to duck. And, and then suddenly our our extendables come out of the woodwork. Yeah, because I was going to say you have. Yeah, because my question is exactly what your question is. How does this turn from us thinking that we're about to have a big fight to her returning him to. OK, so is he going to be returned to is he going to turn back into Koopist or is yeah. she just simply going to. OK, yes, did, um, I'm actually I'm thinking that since we want to use this opportunity to uh, hint at Plato, mm, Plato. Since we're now in the outside, he can kind of arrive and help kind of exercise the bits of outside creatures out of Paperboy. Oh, starting so with Elrond. Mid, so mid fight, do we get another ding at the doorbell? And we're like, now who could this? we get the, 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 the chickens again? <laughs> Only Comedy now they're demonic. Comes in yeah. Only, oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> now they're demonic. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts uh, of modulation effects. Yeah, they got like reverb and like, <laughs> and and as, when the bell rings, the green fire comes up again. Yeah. But yes, now now the Extendables and Paperboy are going to engage in this. We get to do our like Deadpool thing. Oh, huge CGI fight coming up. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's going to be the like budget, a, folks. Yeah, it'll be like a dust cloud with like fists and a chainsaw swinging oh, around. Course, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> as low effort as possible. <laughs> and then occasionally, oh, I learned people... how to make the coolest clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This week has been smoke. Oh, I got to show you a clip. Um, keep talking. But I think that's the. This is the opportunity for. Um, one by one, the Extendables get kind of overwhelmed by Paperboy. So, like, at first, all four of them are fighting against him, but then, you know, he'll get a lucky shot in. One by one, they're going to be incapacitated until it's just Paperboy uh, sword fighting with Basil. And Paperboy is using a rolled up newspaper while Basil is using his chainsaw. And they're coming in contact with each other and sparking. And then eventually, Basil himself is also about to be dispatched when the, the doorbell rings and the demonic chickens sound their horns. <laughs> the fucking trumpets of the, what is that? Um, of the underworld. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <clears throat> and then, yeah, everybody freezes again. Who could that be? We go answer the door, and there's Plato. And Plato has a very old-fashioned camera, I think. But it's, but it's, an, in, it's an instant yeah. one. Remember, remember the, old, the old superstition, the camera steal your soul? Right. In the, out, yeah, in the yeah. outside, they do. That's cool. So all he's got to do, he's going to wander in. It's 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 kind of like a steampunk looking camera. It's got lots of additional bits and bobs on it. It looks like it's been created by a time traveling natural philosopher. Uh, steampunk Polaroid. Yeah, it looks kind of like the time machine from the movie The Time Machine. Like it's got it's got that Victorian steampunk thing going on, but it's like high concept technology. And maybe it's got some of that. Um, if you've ever played Dishonored, everything's powered by like glowing whale oil. Yeah. So maybe like it's got like one. a canister of glowing juice on it. And once he once he takes one snap, the the entire thing empties. It's it's spent. So he can only do it once. But he he lines it up. I just need you to hold him still. So Basil has to double down and get into a proper duel. And I don't know, maybe try and put Paperboy in a headlock or something. 
but then then Plato can snap the photo and then that'll like probably some kind of visual effect that like sucks all of this stuff right out of them and into the camera. And then it's going to be like spit out a, an eight by 10 glossy with all of these guys still in it, animated and trapped. And they're no longer around us. They're all in the photo now. Yeah, they're all in the photo. And there's Koopas just like passed out on the floor. That's cool. But as soon as that happens, we start plane shifting back and Plato like flickers and disappears as he's he remains in the outside. But we all come back. Does he say see you next season? I think he should say something like that. I'll be seeing you soon. Something. Yeah. See you soon. What? And then there we are back in reality. Koopist is there. Plato and the camera are gone. Our extendables are battered, but alive and picking themselves up off the floor. Silver Fox. I guess she's she's probably been there this whole time because she's been helping to coordinate. Yeah. But she's not a combatant herself. Does she rush to Koopa's side? Are we doing that? Yeah, I was I was thinking that was how we would do that. She rushes to his side to check, you know, for life signs because he's probably a bit beat up, too, because all the all the smacks that Paperboy would have taken over the course of the fight still still happened to Koopist. So he's got like a a swollen shut eye and some scuff marks and he just (coughs) coughs and wakes up. You know, there's always the yeah, he recognizes her. Oh, Anderson, are we doing that? <laughs> Lisa? Anderson. You're back. It's true. It's Twoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Twoo. Uh, wrong episode. <laughs> That's the wrong episode. Big, it's Twoo. And then it can cut to like Tucker and Todd tugging their shirt collars. <laughs> Ey. Ey. Can't do that too much. Mel Brooks is going to come after us. I would love Mel Brooks to come after us. If if you redo a joke too many times, I hear he's like the ghost of Christmas past. He just shows up and gets you. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think that's a that's a fairly good way to close that is it's just uh, Anderson's on the ground unresponsive. She gives him a shake, you know, oh, no, no, no signs of life. And then gives him another shake. And then he just coughs and starts breathing, you know, because there's always got to be that moment of tension where it's like, oh, maybe they are. Maybe they are dead. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's okay. He's fine. He wakes up. Lisa Anderson, you're back. I guess I am, you know. Then do we cut to three weeks later after the recovery period? Yeah. What would you like to do for that? Oh, I don't know. Like, they're still showing signs of like one of them, like Anderson is still in a cast or something like that. Oh, Anderson is in recovery. Yeah. And uh, Laflamme is bringing, I say Laflamme, LaFox is bringing him like a cup of tea or something like that. There Are they at our studio catching up or how are we doing that? Oh, we're with oh, them. Oh, we're all in the mail truck. Three weeks later, we're still in the mail truck. I think we can do a where are they now thing where it's just like a, a brief show of there's Tucker and Todd in the studio just back at oh, work. Okay. There's Oh, with Jay Anderson. narrating? Yeah. And there's, there's Jay narrating. There is... Anderson at a news desk with his arm in a cast. Jay's doing He's... her podcast that she does when she, when oh nice one that of her one, podcasts yeah. yeah the where are not they the now? movie one yeah <laughs> there's there's Anderson Coopist at a news desk with his arm in a cast so he's back in the news and there's LaFox watching the news from her oh, like from her from her office in the Sendables compound yeah and then we get to see at the very end we get to see uh bane cosby escaping he escapes from his cell interesting 
and he's got to have a weird laugh as he runs off into the distance. And then that's that's all for this season. Yeah, I guess it, it can end. So it ends on that shot of uh, of him escaping. Was yeah, it can probably even like Looney Tunes uh, increasingly small circle around him as he's escaping into the horizon, running up and down a couple of hills, Roadrunner style. Okay, yeah, I guess so. The 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 narrative, the voiceover ends. Maybe we have a scene as all of the voiceover is being done. That kind of yeah. like montage. And Bane, Cos- and Bane Cosby was safely in custody, and there he she, is. <laughs> she says that. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to decide. Does she save the camera? The camera after the montage ends up on her in her van doing her podcast or whatever, and then it cuts. Like, but she didn't know that actually this is what happened. Or is her narration of and he was safely in custody over him escaping because both are funny. Well, it he was safely in custody. It shows like the bars, the like a little a little shot sweeping shot of jail cells. Each cell can have like a, a weird looking person in it, too. But then it gets to the last one. And it's just like there's a there's a tag on it that says Bane Cosby and it's empty with a Cosby shaped hole in the wall. Classic. Yeah, (laughs) it's the same shape as the one Basil cut into the van too. just a perfectly pervert shaped hole, a pervert shaped hole. Yeah, excellent. I think that's the whole thing. I think that's the whole season. That's the whole season, except for the special, which is special, special. which which is kind of a standalone thing. But uh, that's that's our fun bit. That's our yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna write a long special next week. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a it'll be a respite. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for for joining us for the second slash fifth. I don't six whatever this is. <laughs> the second season of the Snideful production of the Tucker and Todd Show. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the sixty eighth episode of Snideful Podcast. This has been the Writers Room. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Snidefall. Hosted by Tucker and Todd. Right. I'm Gigi. And I'm Craig. If you'd like, you can send an email to snidefall at gmail.com. Or search Snidefall on social media. Which ones? I don't know. Great. I know that the Instagram account is spelled different. Whose idea was that? I don't know. Classic. I'll just put a link in the description. You can do that? OMG.